0: and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 210 entitled Ditch the Switch. What? What is that all about? We're gonna be talking about that and we're gonna be talking about uh, several other things like uh, the fact that uh, Barry got his wish. For 3D Mario All Star or Mario 3D All Stars, um, getting some camera control, and also uh, a big story for Greg as well around Fire Emblems, and uh, we'll have—I know there's some controversy around that story, so that'd be uh, fun to talk about as well as uh, yeah, just some some price cuts on Joy Cons. It's going to be a, an action-packed episode with lots to talk about. My name is Steve, and I am also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going?
1: Hey, Steve, how's it going?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Greg, how's it going today You? Pretty good. Cool. No complaints here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I noticed a little peek behind the scenes. Uh, we're, we're doing a little bit different setup today. And I realized when we went uh, yeah, kind of black or whatever for uh, everything, I muted you guys when like the opening music come on. And then I realized I couldn't talk to you anymore either. So it totally took all our audio away. So I was like, Oh, that's that's a change. Um, but uh, yeah, I was so you guys didn't realize I was talking to you before we actually started but you didn't hear me. So I was just talking to myself. Uh, But now we're all able to talk together and also able to talk to you guys in the chat room. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in live. Uh, I see Jakester's already jumping in the chat there. Jakester was on our last episode. So if you uh, want us to actually see him uh, instead of uh, just hearing us reference him in the chat all the time, he was actually on episode 209. So check that one out after you uh, listen or watch this one. Um, But yeah, if you have never joined us in the chat, we'd love to have you do that. And also we would love to have you guys uh follow us on social media. We absolutely love uh just can't continuing to uh, keep this conversation alive, both on social media and also in our Discord. So if you haven't joined our Discord yet, uh, just follow the link on the screen or in the show notes or in the description here on YouTube. Uh, we would love to have you guys join our Discord so we can just keep that keep that chat going and uh, talk to you guys in between episodes. Speaking of episodes, uh, we are now uh, fully into this weekly schedule. So um, if you guys have been noticing that you had more videos pop up in in your feed or more video or uh, more audio podcasts popping up in your your podcast app that's because we are now going weekly so uh yeah hopefully you guys enjoy that let us know if you do enjoy uh seeing us or hearing us uh more than just a couple times a month um we'd love to know your feedback uh but uh before we jump into the news as always let's talk about what we've been playing and let's go to uh, Barry first
1: oh yeah it's uh it's been a busy week. It's kind of, I'm not used to saying week. Usually it's two weeks. Um, so, uh, on the Switch, nothing really changed. A little bit of Animal Crossing, very little, a little Mario 35. I really haven't been on the Switch as much, uh, just because it's its more routine things. Uh, my big focus this week was on the PC. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 added some new content, so I've been grinding away there and and really just enjoying that new content that they added a whole new, new zone and just a lot of fun. Um, on the PS4, I played a little more squadrons, Star Wars squadrons, but I'm done with the game. I didn't, didn't beat it, but I I had my fill. The story is good. I just playing a mission and feeling a little bit queasy afterwards. Just, it got tiring. Um, it's one of those games I highly recommend, especially if you don't get motion sickness and you really want to, um, feel what it's like to, to pilot one of those crafts it's very well done uh it's just one of those that i know i can't handle truly in that regards um my main focus though starting yesterday was trails of cold steel 4 came out yeah. and i've been waiting this game since february when i when i beat cold steel 3 back before it feels like a lifetime ago at this point and it feels like seeing old friends just hmm. getting back in there and seeing the characters and then continuing on right where the third game left off a uh, ton of fun i'm still very early i'm still on chapter one i'm just like soaking it in because i know this is the final chapter uh and uh absolutely loving it it's such a good rpg and uh other than that on uh, mobile still doing dragalia there's new content new events started today so that's taking a lot of time and mario kart we are still racing and trying to
0: win nice nice i have given up on mario tour mario kart tour once again uh, but anyway uh greg what have you been up to lately
2: i'm pretty much uh, pretty similar to my list last week so still playing animal crossing um now I'm kind of been taking over my daughter's account a little bit to try to catch the extra bugs and fish that and sea creatures that she hasn't really been neglecting in the last uh, month or so, and still got to get like the piece of candy and that kind of and collecting Halloween recipes and pumpkins. Uh, pretty much it on that side. Uh, then still playing uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with. My daughter, she still has a lot of fun in the battle mode and even doing some races from here and there. So we still really love that renegade roundup mode where Mm. it's like cops and robbers, and you try to catch everybody inside the cage before the time's up or not get caught. Um, Then I was still playing a bit more Mario Maker 2. I was finishing off the levels that was submitted for the final 12 item challenge round. So I still have a few more levels to go there. Then also other games I'm still playing with my daughter, Belle, is still uh, Mario Party 8 and 9 on Wii, and Double Dash on GameCube. Still to pretty much just playing like a round or so, and didn't have a ton of time over this last week, but we did touch at least like a map or two in each of those and on both Mario Party games, along with uh, Double Dash doing a number of cups and races there. And then finally still playing Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile and then back up to doing better rankings this last week and hope to continue it for this next week nice
0: nice so uh just say of the three of us uh barry's the only one that started a new game uh from from all of us uh for sure but uh yeah i didn't have as much time uh this last week a lot of other things and life you know kind of got in the way and and everything but uh yeah, I uh, I played some Momentum crossing and I played some *Rocket League*, and even that uh, I spent less time with both of those games than I normally do in a week. So um, yeah, um, and I did enjoy. I've enjoyed the 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 ha- *Haunted Hallows* uh, stuff in *Rocket League* so far, and and. Uh, you know, trying to get as many of the the weekly challenges and and stuff like that that's going on. But yeah, I I was telling uh, Greg earlier that I think I I usually try to play Animal Crossing every day. Uh, I think I may only played it like three or four times this last week. Um, But, uh, you know, you have weeks like that. Uh, for sure but uh, yeah let us know what you guys are playing in the chat or uh, down below uh, lately or later in the in the comments uh, Jakester said that he finally got back to Dragon Quest 11 and that's about it so sounds like all of us were at some level pretty pretty busy this last week uh, with other things uh, and, and not just uh, able to game all the time which you know happens for sure yeah um, yeah, so I think that's, that's pretty much it, uh, in terms of, uh, games. Like we, we didn't really have any that we all, you know, spent some time playing the same game. So there's nothing really to, uh, discuss on that matter. So how about we jump into, uh, this week's news? And uh get right into it with the the headliner. Um as I as I said earlier, the the title of this episode is called Ditch the Switch. Uh because Michael Pactor uh strikes again. And some of you guys don't maybe know know who Michael Pactor is. He was he's a game analyst uh that has said some very crazy things over over the years, uh especially uh connected to Nintendo. But uh recently he's he's got some some statements uh surrounding what he thinks nintendo should do moving forward and uh greg you got this story so tell us a little bit about what is going on uh with michael pachter and what what he's saying lately
2: all right so the biggest quote to take away from here is he said he doesn't really understand the whole hybrid concept he thinks it was a wada to was um something i was left over from him to differentiate the switch and he wanted to have a console that can go back and forth from console to portable and then he goes on to say but i don't think most people play it in both modes i would say that maybe 20 percent of switch owners play both modes and i think most switch owners play it in handheld only so i honestly don't understand the whole point of the hybrid who cares play it as a handheld and then he goes on to say, and Nintendo isn't that smart, so you never know what they will do next. But I think the smart thing would be to get rid of the Switch console and only have the Switch Lite, get rid of the docking station, get rid of playing on the TV, maybe offer a Fire Stick dongle for those who want to play it on the TV. Right? I just think that a portable-only Switch makes the most sense. It's the cheapest to make, and it could make the screen nicer and build quality better. <laughs> so... <laughs> And it says, I'm not sure what we will see from them in the next generation. If they will be upgrading to process upgrade the processing power, they should at least put some flash memory in it so you can download some games and not have to screw around with cartridges. So that was where the main takeaways from there. And then I've known I've seen like a number of other outlets have done like polls and surveys to see like, oh, how often or like which do you play more? And then I even had put a comment on there from my perspective that at least during COVID I've been actually mostly on the TV and anyone that's listened to the podcast would know that that was complete opposite before February. It was like a hundred percent handheld all the time. So I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I really appreciate having the option for both. And, and frankly, I don't want to have to buy two, I'd rather not have to buy two consoles, one portable, one home console. Right. So
0: yeah. Yeah, Pactor said some like I said earlier weird things over the years, and and a lot of times I tended to agree with them on some things. I think they that Nintendo should have jumped into the uh, the HD world a little earlier, and uh, and some things like that. But this one. This one I don't know where he's coming from, Barry. What's what's your take on uh, on Pactor this time around? <laughs> I'm with you. When
1: Pactor was back saying, you know, the Wii HD, Nintendo should put out the Wii HD. I was with him right there. Yeah, I agree. The Wii HD should have been. Um, this this is just stupid. This is just <laughs> this is this probably the, the stupidest thing this guy has ever said. I mean, you take a model that is super successful. Super successful, making a money and kill it? No. No. The Wii U? Yeah, I understand that. The the Discless three or Xbox One? Yeah, I get that. But this, no. No. I, I play on the TV ninety-nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Telling me you shouldn't you, you, you shouldn't allow me to play the Switch the way I prefer to play the Switch is, is just asinine. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do? And I know I'm not alone. There's tons of people. That play it docked only, that just enjoy docked, that enjoy sitting on the couch or, or with family. You're not gonna play four player or eight player Smash locally on a handheld. It's not happening. You're all gonna have to have your own systems. That's a hell of a lot more expensive than having just, you know, seven extra controllers. And for families like Mario Party, like, you're not gonna give your little kids each their own Switch to break. You're gonna want it on the one TV, this way you could watch the game, you could have a family night. That's what Nintendo prides themselves on yeah. you don't take that away now i understand if in the future if the switch pro comes out and they announce the switch pro is docked only and they get mm-hmm. rid of the handheld but they let the games play both that i would get make it more powerful you still have the switch light there you have the best of both worlds but to only go handheld and eliminate the docked feature to me doesn't seem worth it because you're losing power that way and you're losing fun, you know functionality. If right. you do docked only, if you make it pro, you make it more powerful. You're doing things that are not financially feasible in a handheld. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when you want but just going handheld, why? It's you're making money. For 22 months, it, the Switch has been the f- number one selling console. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Why get rid of it? Factors being an idiot, plain and simple. <laughs>
0: Plain and simple. I and, and Roberto in the chat has already said he's a dock boy right there. Uh, but I, oh, yeah. I want to know, like, what? Let us know in the chat or in the, the comments later. Uh, do you? Are you mostly dock, mostly handheld, or or kind of 50 uh, We I want to know because I, I I'm with you, Barry. I think it seems like most people that I know play more docked. In fact, I know when the switch was really hard to get. Um, I knew a few people that I told them, like, well, you can get a switch light. I've seen those around, and they're like, no, I don't want a switch light. I want something that I can plug into my TV so I can play it on the big screen. Like they, they mm-hmm. had a chance to get a switch light, they, and they're still waiting until they can get an actual switch um, for that very reason. Greg, not which, only that, but okay. if you want
1: extra docs, like if you buy eighty dollars, you can't buy them anymore. They're like sold out, mm-hmm. especially when COVID started. You, you can't buy them. There's a reason. If people didn't want to use them docked or have docks, like we have, we have a dock in an extra room. We have three docks. We have two switches and three docks because this way you can take your switch and move it to another room, and boom, just play. It's super easy. Yep. Why remove that functionality? That's
0: so stupid. It Doesn't make sense at all. Greg, d- yeah, do you get any uh, further takes on this? Do you, do you agree with us?
2: Yeah, completely. Because I, I can't see it. like them trying to get rid of either to be honest, like, I don't think they can really go back from the hybrid model. And I strongly feel that they should continue the hybrid model going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's interesting. I mean, we, we've talked you know, extensively on this podcast about what the, the next switch or the next, uh, console could look like. And, and I think all of us that are in agreement that it should at least be a docked system, and and if they can at all keep up the hybrid model, but if nothing else, like let let the the new Switch, the new model, like you said, very like continue in like making that better, and then keep the keep the Switch Lite as the handheld version of it. But but to take away the dock thing altogether and only focus on the Switch Lite, like yeah, that seems ridiculous. Like why why would Nintendo ever do that at all? Um, let's see. It looks like, uh, in the chat. Yeah. Most people are saying they're from the dock crew. Uh, and then, uh, Roberto says, I I don't think he's ever played it handheld once to be honest. Interesting. I, I, am not there with you, but I, I'm definitely majority of my time. Vast majority of my time is, is in docked mode. Um, but there, there are some games that I'm okay with playing handheld. Um, animal crossing is one of them because it just, I don't know. It just feels right. I think I am more used to playing uh, on the DS and 3DS and everything. So it just feels cool to, you know, still play animal crossing on the go. Um, But, uh, but yeah, like this is, this is just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I would especially think even what I was saying earlier during these COVID times, I would think you're more likely to be playing it doc because you're not really going anywhere anymore. You're not really commuting. You're not like going on vacation. So it's like, well, that's you're gonna be playing it on the dock, like. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I The only time I ever played it handheld was when I was on vacation, or, or when I lost the TV, with, with when the in-laws came over, and I had no choice. We only had one dock at the time and one switch. But otherwise, yeah, I'm gonna play that thing, you know, docked. And it's nice. It's nice to have that that ability. And I think that is one of those things where even if you don't play it undocked. Just knowing that you have the ability to undock it and play it portably is enough. You 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 don't have to utilize all every feature of every single device you ever purchase. But knowing that it has that feature, it just it makes it better. Mm-hmm. It just that much just makes it better, even if you don't utilize it. And the same people who play it mostly portable, they don't have to have it docked, but they can if they want to, and knowing that they can is a big selling point, especially again if you want to show somebody. Hey, yeah, yeah, check out this gameplay or check out this, this this game or even this this check out this opening movie. I think it's beautiful or, or the soundtrack. Whatever, um, you have that ability and to lose that, it just doesn't make
0: sense. Right. I mean, that's the big thing, right? Like Nintendo has always, pretty much always, been criticized for their online gameplay, but what they've been praised for time and time again is couch multiplayer. Like you're essentially taking that away. Like the the one thing, the multiplayer aspects, the like Mario Karts and the Smash Brothers and the Mario parties and all those different games that have been fantastic couch multiplayer, take it away. Nope, everybody gets their own system. I mean, in a way, I guess they'll make more money possibly from it because like now you have to buy like four for your family um, instead of just buying one, but no one's gonna wanna do that. They've actually probably get backlash from it uh, for sure. Um, I'm going to go to the chat. looks like Jesse Glenn's in there. It says, Barry, hear me out on this one. Two birds with one stone. Bypass player's choice. Nintendo selects and just automatically port the newer Switch model on a newer cart and all updates and DLC. What do you think?
1: I'm trying to understand exactly what he means. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think think what he's saying is uh, to release like... Uh, uh, you know, a game with DLC instead of doing a Nintendo Selects cheaper version, just do like an updated one for a new Switch model, like a Breath of the Wild Pro with enhanced stuff with all the DLC on cart. Um, I if that's what you're saying, Jesse, I 100% agree with you. I've been saying that, and I think the Pokemon games, uh, Sword and Shield, are, are really, really doing it right with the DLC on the cart. They got me to double dip. I want all games to do that because it's those that like physical games don't only like it because we're purchasing and we're owning the game as opposed to the license, but it's about video game preservation. It's about making sure that the full game is playable even after the servers go down. Because so many games, that's not the case. So if that's what you're saying, Jesse, I 100% agree. If I completely mistranslated that in my own head cannon, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. He also goes on to say, it docked all day. Handheld is usually yes. near bedtime so
1: yeah, yeah see that's that's when i would play portable too is when i'm go to bed and that's usually when i do dragalia lost and mario kart tour if i didn't have those games i'd be probably playing my vita or my 3ds and if there was nothing there i wanted to play then you know what i might pull the switch out but usually when i play a game at night i just want to like a nice easy game something relaxing nothing too
0: taxing you know mm-hmm. something to, to calm me down yeah yeah for sure uh yeah it, greg is there any like would you even be excited? I mean, I know for a while you did play, you know, mostly in handheld, but if Nintendo only offered you handheld, would you be that excited about the, their next console? I guess only if it comes with
2: a, a secondary console, that would be home. Cause I mean, if, if they're going to just kind of drop out of the home console altogether, then I guess I could be kind of excited just to continue to play Nintendo games. But Mm -hmm. if it's in a, return to them forking the two, their two departments, both mobile and, uh, I guess not really mobile, but handheld and uh, home council, then I don't know, I would probably be more upset about that. And then I'd probably would want to have to pick one and it might be the home council in that case. It just all depends in this day and age. I mean, who knows how long we're going to be like this for. And <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'd like to, I prefer a TV model at this point over anything else.
0: Well, that lets you and, and your family play Animal Crossing together as well. You know, yeah. just, uh, just imagine if you had to play, buy three switches instead of just one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's already been talks of us trying to get a second switch. <laughs> and I don't really want to have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that uh, I think from our standpoint, um, Nintendo has pretty much never listened to Michael Pachter. So I don't think they're going to this time either. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> That's true. And it's, it's so sad because he's an investor. He should know. And, and uh, you know what the crazy thing is? And this is, this is kind of where he's coming from. And I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. If you look at Nintendo stock, and, and I did own Nintendo stock at one point. I, I went in. I expected it to do very well. I lost money with Nintendo. Why did I lose money with Nintendo? Because the people who handle Nintendo stock and the people who mainly buy Nintendo stock are frankly idiots. And the reason I say that is Nintendo, like just last E3, like announced like a crap ton of great games, but then announced that Animal Crossing would be delayed till March. The stock dropped because of that delay. What what about all the rest of the great games? Nope, dropped. Even now, the stock is going down, and the Switch is the the highest-selling console for 22 months straight. Record-breaking, flying off the shelves, doing exceptionally well. The stock is still going down because the people who think in terms of stock don't play usually. They're not focused on the big gaming news. They're not looking at the, the little stuff and all the little victories. They don't care. They want to see big numbers. They want to see games selling billions and millions and millions. And they just—they want out when it gets good. They, they're not there for the long haul. They're not, I'm going to get Nintendo stock and I'm going to keep it for the next 10 years. I'm going to get Nintendo stock. I'm going to wait five months. If it goes up, I'm selling. If it goes down, I'm selling. I don't care any other way. They're not in it for the long haul. And Pactor is stockbroker. So he's probably saying what the stock people might want. Maybe that will make the stock people happy because I know Nintendo does really well with handhelds and they haven't done as well overall in the grand scheme of things with consoles, especially looking at the Wii U previously. Mm-hmm. And and you know they look for certain buzzwords and maybe that's what he's trying to say. For the stock people to make the stock price go up, if Nintendo announces this, he feels the stock price will go up. But as gamers, we're like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> so playing a little devil's advocate, that's a possibility. I could be completely wrong, but at least take it with a grain of salt.
0: Could be for sure. Well, now you're probably right. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's let's move on uh, because uh, after that kind of weird story, uh, we got a happy story. Barry, you're you finally are, are getting your wish—at least for one game. Well, three games in one. Uh, yes. Super Mario 3D All Stars is getting an update. Tell us about it. So
1: they're finally giving us an update to add the choice to invert the camera and controls in the three mario games and 3d all-stars believer comes out in november which is really late for this um Mm -hmm. yeah november 16th um that's ridiculous that first off this shouldn't even be an update this should be in the game (laughs) giving players the option to choose how they want to play is basic at this point like every game that has 3d cameras should include this because some people like horizontal inverted and vertical not some people like vertical inverted and horizontal not some people like both inverted or both not let people enjoy the game the whatever way they want to enjoy it um i'm happy they're doing this uh it might make me go back to sunshine and work some more because i had some real difficulties in some of those shines just with those inversion controls. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I'd still like them to do it too, even though I've beaten the game. And of course they do this long after I put Mario 3D All-Stars down. Um, I'm happy they're doing this. I I just don't understand why this had to be an update. Like this should be in the box standard from the get-go. It's such a simple thing. It's Mm -hmm. just a simple slider. It's it's literally a binary switch, you know, zero or one, inverted or not. Like it's simple as that. And, so many games feature this as a feature. Like it's not, it shouldn't even be a feature. It it should be standard at this point. It's 2020 and Nintendo, of course, you know, two steps forwards, one step back as always, or one step forward, two steps back sometimes. Uh, I'm just glad they're finally doing something, (laughs) you know, better than nothing.
0: Yeah. Greg, I'm interested to, to hear like, why, why do you think they would like, did, do you think the, the fans actually got to them or, or what do you think about this?
2: That's what I'm kind of thinking. I know they got a number of backlash saying like, oh, this is such a lazy collection because there's pretty much just the three ROMs and like some soundtracks and they didn't even really do much other things. Like this would have been a no-brainer to include from the get-go, as Barry said. So at least it's nice that they are addressing it because that is can be problematic for people experiencing some of these games for the first time. Like I know there's people that didn't really like the way Mario 64 controls And the camera is obviously very horrendous this day and age. So even if they give it a few more options to make it a little bit better, then it's still better than it was before. So same thing with Sunshine. I mean, I don't know why they even changed it from that base game, but people (laughs) didn't really (laughs) like the way it controls now. And now they're like, oh, shoot, maybe we should actually put a camera thing in here. So
1: thankfully it's a free update they could have charged like five dollars or something for it so <laughs> that's like, true.
0: dlc camera options
1: <laughs> well the kicker with that and with sunshine specifically is it's it's the opposite in gamecube if you play the gamecube version it's completely opposite as it is on on the switch so it's yeah, they I mean, they actually changed it on this version which just doesn't make any sense yeah.
0: instead of just direct porting it they actually made that change yeah
1: yeah and it's again it's 2020 this this shouldn't be even an issue it shouldn't even be a talking point right you know it's like (laughs) the game has the ability to save you know back when (laughs) zelda came out that was a huge thing now it's standard you know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure uh jakester thinks it's stupid um uh roberto says yeah it should have been on the cartridge uh yeah, it's Jakster also saying that it's near, now weird that they're giving in to with an update, uh, considering it's it's going to be gone in March. <laughs> That's also a good point. Like, well, if the digital
1: was gone, the physical will still be there.
0: Well, true, true. But I mean, yeah, I mean, for a game like you've talked about, even Luigi's Mansion, like, should yep. we like, could they possibly update that game? I mean, that that still could. has more legs. Like, do you think they actually will or no? it's over a year old now right we just mentioned three yeah it's
1: it's that time has passed i mean should they have yeah should it have been right from the beginning yeah i would have had a lot less frustration playing that game (laughs) if i could have changed it and and i think i think for people who like i don't understand it's fine for me it it may be fine for you the way it is but when you go from one game to another and it's completely inverted you know the camera it takes a while to get used to and if you go back and forth between games it's a real pain in the butt and if you can customize and have every game control the same you can just get right into the action and it just it's more muscle memory at that point Mm -hmm. so if you play a game like a a, say 100 hour rpg or something and then you move to another game for 100 hours you are used to the camera one way now if it's reversed you're going to try to go left and it's going right and it just (laughs) it screws with your head
0: yeah yeah, basement dweller says uh, sunshine took some of uh, some getting used to with the inverted flood, but now that he uh, he is uh, might be weird going back again. And yeah, like you're saying, like you you adjust and your mind gets used to this. And I think I think it's interesting. Yeah, they they've left it out of some games like that because I don't know. As far as back as I remember, I mean I don't think they had options maybe on the NES, but I remember SNES games having options to invert your invert the camera and, you know, up and down and stuff like that and flying games and things like that. I'm like, why would they aut- automatically just, you know, all of a sudden take it out on, on Switch titles? Like, it seems like, like you said, such a no-brainer just to have that built in. It's like a, like a save option.
1: Yeah. So, Anytime you add options to a game and let people customize the game, they're that much more likely to enjoy it. And once you put Roblox in any experience you're that much more likely to say screw this it's not worth the headache you want to make things user-friendly there's a reason that term even
0: exists Mm -hmm. yeah for sure all right. Well, moving on, uh, we got a story that I know, um, even though it, it brings some excitement to to people like Greg. Uh, Greg, there's also some a lot of controversy uh, a little bit around this, and kind of connected a little bit to 3D All Stars. So, tell us a little bit about uh, this this little game called Fire Emblem that's uh, now coming to the, to North America. <laughs> Yeah,
2: so this was another awesome shadow drop by uh, Nintendo of America. Uh, it was like a good little video showcasing um, that Fire Emblem, the very first one from the NES, is being now localized here um, in North America. So the game will be released at 5 uh, five ninety nine, and then now it, it will only be available until March 31st. So just like 3D All-Stars. Um, then they also confirmed that they were also doing a very special 30th anniversary edition that will sell for 49.99. that will have like a stylized physical NES box and replica NES game pack that's like kind of see-through with, which is kind of interesting. And it also has like the standard Nintendo protective sleeve. Let's see. And then it also includes a colorful 222-page uh, art book. And then... Barry's absolute favorite phrase of all time, a game download code. <laughs> so instead of actually having a physical version of it on a switch cart or even having that replica game card actually work in the NES, they are just throwing in a download code. So this is a download exclusive, and then it's only gonna be available till March thirty-first, and then they will take it down. So yeah, this I pretty much enjoyed like how they had like the Back and forth like smash brothers uh reference at the beginning because that was totally like me and my brother like trying to like who the heck is marth and roy and what games are they from and like oh it's only in japan and then of course a little bit later then we do get like binding blade and stuff but i didn't really jump in until awakening and then i absolutely found out of well, the series so to me it's great that it's being localized and it also can be A transition thing and maybe we can get mother three in this day and age who knows because now if they're actually localizing older games there could be other games that they could localize on the switch now so yeah I don't know, I'm sure Barry's got some colorful words around how it's uh, digital only, so maybe you should take it away from there.
0: Uh, that's true. Barry, which which one are you more upset about? The fact that it's a limited time, or a digital <coughs> limited time, or the fact that it's digital only in a download code in this impressive physical collector's edition, but only physical download, or, or only digital download? So yeah, which, which one makes you more upset? <laughs>
1: I apologize to anyone who's listened to the latest Playcast because <laughs> 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 everyone <laughs> on one rant about this. Um, yeah, the, the time thing is stupid, but that's not what bothers me. It's the, the obviously digital code. I, I even get it only being released as a digital code and then the physical collector's edition have it be physical there uh, and only being released as a collector's edition. I'd be fine with that. I get that. When you release a physical product... And and in a case like this one, it's specifically geared towards Fire Emblem fans. Like This is done in anniversary to the Fire Emblem fans. To not put the game physically is an insult to those fans. It's saying, we know you want this empty cardboard box. You clearly don't want to own the game. No, that's not it. That's not what we want. We want to own the game. We want to appreciate the game. We want to enjoy the game. We want to celebrate the game. And nothing says celebration like a fake game with a cardboard box. Yay. No, that is not celebrating. That is insulting. Look at what they did with Bayonetta. Granted, Japan only, but they celebrated it with a special edition where they actually made Bayonetta 1 physical. It's the only way to get it on the Switch physically. But they did it. They, Nintendo, did it. They can do this with Fire Emblem. They can easily do this. And the fact of how well it's selling right now, it would sell the same. It would sell better because now people would be clamoring for it. And if this was the only way to get the physical edition, it would go way faster because that's what people want. The fact that they announced this, and then they just followed it with that digital code, was literally them saying they don't care. They honestly don't care. This is like the worst type of breadcrumb. I believe this game is free with Nintendo Switch Online in Japan. Yes, they translated it. Whoop-de-crap. You translated an old NES game that there's fan translations out there for years that they could have copied and pasted for all we know and changed one letter or something. But... You then take this. It would fit on the smallest card easily. You could have made a Fire Emblem compilation. But no, you're charging 50 bucks for cardboard. Worse than Labo because at least that Labo cardboard can do something. And you know what? You got a physical card with Labo. You don't get a physical card with this. This is asinine. This is stupid. This is Mario Kart Live on steroids because at least there... You know what? Fine. It maybe maybe there were some other complications. But this is a game from the Famicom era. You have no excuse. This wasn't developed overnight. You knew this was coming. You had time to plan. This is not a celebration to Fire Emblem fans. This is a slap in the face to Fire Emblem fans. The slap in the face to Nintendo fans. And once again, it's proving Nintendo of American, uh, Nintendo of America, you are effing clueless. <laughs> Period. End of discussion. Mic drop. <laughs>
0: uh it's so true though like it like of all games like i can understand labo actually being digital download i can understand uh mario kart tour and what they did with that but this is a collector's item like people want it physically you've given them all these other things physically but now you're just gonna give them a box for this and, and a download piece of paper. Like, that's so weird. Um, Roberto is saying that he wished he so wishes that the NES cartridge was real as well and was functional. That would be so awesome. to be able to see them like actually create a new, you know, uh, NES cartridge that you can actually plug into a, a real NES and play um, would be so cool. Uh, Greg, I you're I know you're a huge Fire Emblem fan. Um, am I remembering incorrectly did I thought we actually had a port of this or a remake or something like that before. Mm-hmm. Am I am yeah, I wrong? It shadow- no, it's a Shadow Dragon and it's on the DS.
2: Yep. Okay. So it why was.
0: why I don't know. Like is this as big of a deal then? Like like to me it's like, oh, well we this isn't the first time we've got to play this game.
2: Yeah, I mean I guess we get to see the original NES graphics for the first time over here in the West for those of us that haven't Uh, played any of the fan translations. Um, It's kind of mind-boggling that they also kind of have it for free for Switch Online for Japan, but they couldn't, like, throw it into the American one because, like, then it kind of, like, makes it fair and even and pretty much all subscribers can then use it and play for it after March 31st. So that Mm -hmm. kind of throws in another weird fork in that, too. I mean, are they going to add it in there after March and then,
1: like... (laughs) I don't know. No, it's, they can't yeah. do that. If they add it to March for free, then everybody that paid for it digitally will get upset. <laughs> Period. Especially with the FOMO. With it going away in March, pe- some people may be like, well, I wasn't going to buy it, but now I'm going to buy it because it's going to go away. And then they buy it, and then it goes away, and then it goes to Nintendo Switch Online for free. And people will be like, what the hell? I I just bought this. Yeah. They'll be pissed. Now you get people pissed for a completely different reason. <laughs>
0: Well, they might as well just add fuel to the fire, um, <laughs> but but so this this actually brings up something that I was thinking as soon as I saw this happen, I was like, so what does this mean for the NES online and the SNES online stuff going forward versus eShop? Like, will we continue to see some games dropping on there and some games just dropping on the eShop as normal that you can buy? Will there be some crossover? And because it's weird. Because, like you guys said, like it's on the Japanese or uh, uh, Switch Online already. You can just play it for the the cost of your membership. So, like, where are we going in the future? What do you think, Greg? Yeah, this is
2: definitely making a weird uh, sticky situation. I mean, they haven't really been great at updating the Switch Online apps very good. So it's like they're doing this super slow drip feed, like one game, like every three months, and like. <laughs> I don't know why we just don't have our traditional virtual console and all these games that have already been done like 20 times already on Wii and 3DS and Wii U. Like, I don't understand like why we don't have all those like all the way done in a store. Yeah. Like, that's kind of mind-boggling why they wouldn't have this all done up front and
0: why they keep redoing like the wheel over and over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like they weren't even pleased with their own decisions so far. I mean i don't even know why this has to be a limited edition like why can't we continue
2: to celebrate and people can play fire emblem like next year i mean this is just like they're getting into this weird habit where they're making all these limited time editions and that's really starting to be kind of concerning in that regard
0: yeah it's actually digital versions like it's right. it doesn't make any sense to remove it from the store right it's so strange Barry, I got a, I got a proposal for you. What if, you know, of course they didn't do this, but what if they, they actually just dropped this on the switch online service, but they had a physical, an actual physical, they did all these other things that they're going to do, but then also gave us a physical cartridge for those people, those collectors that want it in person. Like, (laughs) that would be fantastic, right? That would be amazing. (laughs) That would be, I mean,
1: look the reason you do any collector's edition any collector's edition on any game it's there to celebrate the said game whatever game it is whether it be a big property like fire emblem or whether it be a, a niche title uh you know like an nis niche title doesn't matter the goodies you're getting in that collector's edition are there because you enjoy that particular game or that particular series that's the whole point of any collector's edition it's to celebrate but when you're not getting the actual game and you're just getting you might as well just put it in a box and a hot topic and, <laughs> and make a mug and, and and make a t-shirt and 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 make a little poster and maybe a wallet with the chain and and say, look, celebrate Fire Emblem. You're getting the same thing. Mm-hmm. You might as well not even get the game at all in reality. And mm-hmm. and what's worse is like a mug or a wallet. Or, you know, those are practical items. What are you getting? You're getting a cool Fake NES box with a fake (laughs) NES cartridge, which don't get me wrong, is very cool. And other collector's editions do that. But those other collector's editions that do that, they also include something else called the physical game. (laughs) That's what's included. That's the big difference you're not getting that you're not celebrating this is not a celebration you might as well take the a fire emblem banner throw it on the floor and urinate on it at this point you are not celebrating anything and in fact you're in you're you're encouraging scalpers at this point because so many people it's sold out instantly on best buy and sold out instantly at gamestop and the majority of people who bought it are scalpers that are going to turn around and sell it and you know what Once you open it, it's useless, and that code is going to expire because all digital codes do. So in the end, you're really just buying a cardboard box, a fake cartridge, and and the ability to say, I paid Nintendo money for this. That's all you're (laughs) doing. That's all you're doing, and Nintendo sees that it's selling out instantly, which also tells me that they're producing very little of these. And and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a total success. People clearly only want digital codes in their collector's editions. No! That's not what we want, Nintendo. We do not want 500 copies for all of North America. Stop that. Bad Nintendo. Go to the room. Quickly, someone get a water spray bottle, you know, and just start spraying them. Bad Nintendo. No, bad. We want physical items in this. I think even Greg would purchase it, a physical cartridge to have it because it's Fire Emblem. I think he would want to own that, especially with it being a digital limited thing.
2: Yeah, I was trying to get the digital version. I didn't even know that Best Buy even went up. So it was just...
0: <coughs> yeah, completely not missed it and
2: <laughs> probably not even get the special edition anymore because it's not even really appealing and it seems like it's gonna be not worth the effort. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and that's sad when you're a Fire Emblem fan. That would be like, you know, that would be like saying, hey, guess what, guys? Zelda's 35th anniversary is coming out, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to release The Legend of Zelda, one of those SP specials, you know, like that are in Nintendo Switch Online. We're going to make this one where you get to play Link, but he's Brown haired, and we're gonna make this special one an anniversary only exclusive through the thing 5.99 dollars and we're gonna release a hundred and fifty dollar huge replica master sword special edition with a digital code of that. No, that's not what people want. The last time you did a Zelda special thing that was digital only, you know what happened? It's gone. Four swords, the anniversary edition, the best version of that game. If you didn't download it and you gave it away for free, mind you, so you didn't even charge people. You can't get it anymore. It's gone to the ether. There's no physical of that. There's just the original version. Why not? Why not give us that physical? Why not let people enjoy those games? Oh, that's right, because you. Don't care. I'm done. <laughs> Nintendo uh, pisses me off sometimes.
0: <laughs> Ryan Anthony's right there with you. He's a huge Fire Emblem fan and says that uh, he couldn't be less interested in this. It's a huge, huge missed opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, people are agreeing with you like crazy uh, in in the chat, Barry. And and I think yeah, it's it's so interesting. Is it's, it's it, we're almost in a catch twenty two a little bit because like what you said, like people buy this like crazy, and that that sends a message to Nintendo. But if they, but it's not like they're not going to buy it. So like, no matter what, we're going to send that message that they've got to look beyond sales to actually see what people really think about this kind of thing.
1: It doesn't matter the fact that they're producing a small amount of this, and and again, the fact that anything selling out at three minutes on Best Buy means it's a small print. Selling so i a GameStop that quickly in like eight minutes, I think. It's a small print. That means they know that Fire Emblem is a smaller title in America. It's niche. So they're producing very little of it by disguising it as, look, we're doing something for the fans. Well, you are doing something for the fans. You're pissing us off. That's what you're doing. <laughs> now, a Switch run, I will tell you this. The minimum Switch run in America, this only applies to America. Europe is different. Japan is different. In America, is 5,000 units. That is the uh-huh. minimum print. So they could easily print 5,000 units and, and keep in mind the smallest card, the two gig card. This is an NES game, two gig card. They can produce this the cheapest possible and throw it in there and make profit and make their customers happy all at the same time. If this was limited to 5,000, it would sell out. There wouldn't be one on the shelf limited to 5,000 unit physical only. Boom. It would be hot cakes. It would be the game of the year. Like, Absolutely. But they're not even doing that. Their own first party IP.
0: Yeah, It yeah. just
1: doesn't make sense.
0: I think, yeah, that's a good reminder. This is their own first party IP. Like, really? Like, of all things. Uh, and uh, and Jake is just worried if they're going to do something like that with Earthbound eventually. Because I know he's, he's really concerned about that. And, and I think he's got the right reason to, to be concerned. Like, who knows? Who knows whether they're going to go over this in the future. Uh, yeah, no, do that with the Zelda stuff too. Like, oh, here's a special
2: edition, and then, oh, but we can't even throw it on a cart for you. You have to. Here's three download codes for Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and right. Skyward Sword or
0: something. Yeah,
1: and and I, you know, when when companies do that, like Capcom or Crapcom is famous for it, and we everyone hates them for it. Where they'll be like, here's a Resident Evil triple pack. The only reason the Resident Evil triple pack exists, by the way, is because people complained when they put out. Resident Evil 4 on Switch and they didn't give it to us Physically so they said okay we'll do the triple Pack here's Resident Evil 4 physically but 5 and 6 Digital that's not what we wanted Idiots anyway the fact that they Do that is because they can take the smallest card The cheapest card And hence hence the cheapest. it doesn't matter the size It's about the cheapness and they could fit it all on that cheap card, and they can get away with it. They could purchase a bigger card to fit everything, but they're not going to because that eats into their profit, and that's all they care about. They are a business. They don't care about you or I. They care about the profit at the end of the day. Nintendo very well could take that avenue. I'm sure the three Mario games fit on a small card because they're older games. Zelda games will fit on a smaller card, and they could easily get away with that. But... Look at Bayonetta 1 and 2. They could have done that too, but they didn't. They didn't in any region except Japan and only in the collector's edition. Only. It's the only way. So you know they could produce it because it exists. They just don't want to. They're choosing actively not to do something to benefit their customers. And when you choose to actively not do something to benefit your customers, you're paying customers and you know you're going to make profit on it. If, if they made 5000 their minimum, and they sold it at a profit, which is Nintendo, that's what they do, they're making money, and they're making people happy. And it's going to sell. There's no question that 5,000 Fire Emblem games are going to sell. Fire Emblem Awakening sold over a million. 5,000 is nothing. If they did 10,000, it would sell. 20,000, 30,000. This is the same company that didn't think Xenoblade was going to sell. Xenoblade Definitive Edition has sold almost 2 million copies now at this point, and it just launched this year during COVID. That's... That's a lot. It's a lot more than five or ten thousand. And that's a series they didn't think would sell. This is a celebration, meaning they, they're only celebrating a series if they know there's fans of it.
0: Right.
1: So they know there's a market for something and they're not doing it. It's yeah. it's the worst kind of business. <laughs> it's business where you know you're actively doing something the cheapest way possible to make the most money, and you're going ahead with it as a disguise of giving us a favor. No, you're not giving us a favor. You're looking at us as dollar signs, not as gamers, not as players, not as people who are passionate about your products, that we buy your shit. You just don't care. That's all it says. I'm um, done. So I kept it. Keep, keep bringing me back.
0: You yeah. know, I, I wish you guys had some strong opinions about this, um, but you know, <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ryan says in the chat, uh, they're on a sli- slippery slippery slope. That's hard to say, actually. Slippery slope. Um, yeah, and I, I tend to agree uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, let's move off because I, I think we've got our, our heart rates up uh, good enough for, <laughs> for, for tonight. Um, just a couple of quick headlines. Um, Number one, just that um, Zelda's 35th anniversary uh, is. There's now some predictions and some thoughts around what could happen around there. Uh, we're gonna hold off on that story. Hopefully, we're gonna find out more um, soon and and be able to talk about it in a future episode. But just know that there's there's some predictions and some you know rumors and stuff going around out there. So uh, beware. You know they're not necessarily all true stories. Uh, just a lot of people kind of guess what's going on. Just like the uh, 35th anniversary of Mario as well. And some of those ended up being true. Um, but also, uh, if you have been waiting to buy some extra Joy-Cons, now is the time because they're actually $10 less on the single side. So if you were a, originally, you're going to be able to buy a, a single Joy-Con for 50 bucks. Now it's went down to $40. So, um, thanks Nintendo. Um, I still think that's kind of a lot of money, but still, yeah, it's $10 less than it used to be. So that's, that's kind of cool. Um, do you guys have anything to say about either of those stories before we- move on to the next thing?
1: Uh, nothing about those stories, but I will say I, I'm wearing a, a Fitbit here, and my heart rate went up to 107 during that. <laughs> nice. So thanks, Nintendo. Nice.
0: <laughs> <Throw in laughs> Fat-burning mode right there.
1: <laughs> You're really ready to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the only thing about like, at least the Zelda stuff just has me more nervous the way that they've done Mario and Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. so it just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth how they're going to do another one of my favorite series. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, it's so funny.
1: They could do so good and so bad at the same time.
2: <laughs> and then, in terms of the um, price drop, I didn't even know what they were selling single Joy Cons. I thought you always had to get the pair for 80. But
0: yeah. So no, I guess it, it makes singles.
2: sense that you would, should get one for 40 because that kind of makes sense. So yeah. that's so their excuse that nice. for Joy Con Yep. There
0: you go. <laughs> yep. So just buy another one for forty bucks. Uh, all right. Well, before we uh, start talking about what's going to happen over the next week, we just want to again thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't hit that like button on uh, YouTube, be sure to do that. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, uh, if you haven't shared this with a friend, just take this moment right now and just say, "Hey, uh, you guys enjoy the Nintendo. I think you would enjoy this podcast. That just helps us uh, get it helps us get the word out about this podcast. We love doing this because we just." We love getting together and talking about games, um, and ranting together and, and stuff like that. Uh, but we, we love it if we can build, keep building this community. So, uh, make sure you do that. Uh, also follow us on social media, uh, join our Discord as well. We, we absolutely just kind of love building this community and, and talking with you guys about games, not just during the podcast, but, but, uh, in between episodes as well. Um, but uh, as we look forward to this next week, there are, uh, several games coming out. Uh, as usual, you know we've been having uh, quite a, a big list of games that are that are you know being released lately. Uh, the the list keeps you know increasing every week, and um, yeah, there's you know some games like Oceanhorn Two, which is kind of cool. Came from arcade, uh, Apple Arcade came over to uh, the Nintendo Switch. That's dropping, I think, tomorrow actually, twenty uh, eighth, um, and then you know a few other games, lots of indie games that are going to be dropping. Um, Interesting games like Esports Life Tycoon, um, stuff like that. Uh, And then a little game called Pikmin 3 Deluxe is going to be coming out in just a few days on October 30th, the same day that uh, Mandalorian Season 2 comes out, by the way. Um, Not video game related, but still pretty awesome. Um, And uh, yeah, and then we have some other physical games, um, you know, like Mad Mad Rat Dead. Um, I'm sure Barry's getting that one. I don't know if he's excited about it or not, but um, but uh, it's a physical game, so it would be heading its way to uh, Barry's front porch, I'm sure, pretty soon. Um, and then uh, a new Bakugan game is coming out as well. And, oh, another game that I'm sure Barry's excited that he's getting in his porch is My Universe School Teacher uh also coming out on oh, november yes. 3rd <laughs> so uh yeah what are you guys excited about uh playing is it any of these games or uh it, you know are you going be kind of still working on that backlog still working on uh the other the other games that uh you've got on your plate let's go to greg first this time so well i'm probably
2: primarily working on the backlog and kind of continuing with but I already said I was playing the last week. Um, I did get the Pikmin 3 demo. I haven't started it yet. So I did hope to try to get some time in with that and have my first uh, Pikmin experience. So I am kind of eager to try, at least be able to say I tried it out and see if it's the game for me, much like I tried Animal Crossing for the first time this year. So,
0: That's cool. Yeah, I... Highly recommend Pikmin. Fantastic game. I won't be getting three deluxe just because I do have three on Wii U. And I do have my Wii U actually set up now so I can just play it on there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool that I can get the demo and play around with that. Barry, how about you? Uh,
1: well, I'll be getting Pikmin 3 and, and unfortunately those, a couple of those <laughs> other games that you uh, you mentioned, uh, some of them arrived today. But uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's going to be all called Steel 4. Uh, I've been waiting for this game I'm looking forward to this game I, I I have to see this is this is the Avengers infinity war of of, of the uh, the series or the end game of the series and uh, so far it's absolutely delivering and it's so good and this is outside of fourteen this is what I'm sinking my teeth into and and in between taking breaks to fourteen but I don't even know if I'll have it beat by next week, but I've got a deadline of the uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X launch. So I'm going to hopefully mm. have it done by then. But, oh, it's just so good. And it's, yeah, it's that's all I'll be playing. <laughs>
0: cool, cool.
1: Oh, you got to yeah. do the Halloween thing in Animal Crossing too, I suppose.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. That's why I got to give away all this candy I've been collecting for the last couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think Animal Crossing, Rocket League, of course, uh, continuing to, to, play the little bit that I can in there and uh yeah I might I there's that sumo game that I really wanted to check out we should actually uh I think maybe this next week I got a little extra time we should should try to to do a game night sometime and then just play that online because you know it's free um so might as well check it out um but then yeah I I think uh we'll see we'll see where this week takes me um but yeah none of the brand new games are uh are necessarily on my list uh, to be like super excited about. So, so maybe this might be one of those times that I'm like, oh yeah, there's another game you know that came out a few weeks ago. Um, I do believe I, I think uh, we actually got some codes for Torchlight Three. Um, we need to be Whoa. taking care of that at some point too, and and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, this it's, where was that yeah, two yeah, weeks ago, back man? Back <laughs> I, it, you know, I came late, but uh, we did get it. so that's pretty exciting. Um, so. Yeah, uh, let's see. Chat uh, looks like that Ryan's excited about Pikmin. Uh, he's, he thinks it's one of the underrated game series. Um, Jakester, believe, like, he's a Mandalorian fan as well, thinks a Mandalorian game would be pretty sweet. I agree with you. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, Roberto says Pikmin looks awesome. And uh, yeah, Jakester says he maybe re- working more on Dragon Quest XI and hopefully Digimon Cyber Sleuth and uh, Roberto said he just got Ikaruga? Is that how you pronounce yeah, that Ikaruga. Icaruga. Yep. Okay, how about that? I actually got it right on the first try. Uh, so and so he's excited to, to play that as well. Ryan picked up, uh, or he's two-thirds way through Dragon Quest XI, just picked up Dragon Quest Builder, and all three Shantae pre-orders from Limited Run. So that's awesome. Um, I have several Shantae games. I've never completed one yet. I've played a lot of them, but I've actually never completed one. <clears throat>
1: I've never even played them, but I have them. What? <laughs> I, uh, I need to, but I haven't played them. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's. I'm scared to open them at this point. They're so expensive.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah all I, my I copies have, are digital. What
2: was that? to say really quick. I did have Ikaruga on uh, um, GameCube. That was the yep. original uh, it's, it's, platform was on. Nice. Nope. Dreamcast it was, really was really the original right. platform was on. Ooh. Oh, well, I guess Excellent. Nintendo Play original Nintendo <laughs> Play.
1: <laughs> it was the it was the first. Uh, it didn't come out in America on Dreamcast, but it, mm. but that was the original platform. Yeah, it's treasure bullet hell shooter, but it's awesome because of uh, the black white mechanics. I I loved it. That was my college Ikaruga. <laughs> nice. I was garden <laughs> yeah, special Way too difficult
2: for me, but <laughs> I was only able to beat the first few levels.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, Barry, any any big things coming up? I know you're hopping on some different podcasts from time to time. Uh, what are we What are we excited about doing this next week?
1: Honestly, uh, the the latest uh, industry talk went up last week that, mm-hmm. that I have. I don't have one recorded right now. And other than the playcast, i I have nothing scheduled to appear. Maybe I'll poke Oni and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> going to get back on uh, before the end of the year. Uh, it's just been it's just been so busy i've been so busy with the house and and working and we're building more shelves this this upcoming weekend because we need to put display more so that's what we're doing uh so that's that's my main focus other than cold steel 4 and some final fantasy 14 but uh and then just talking with you guys you know like there are times where i'll like be in the middle of like cold steel and like so far is going great and all of a sudden i on my phone I look down like there's a conversation going on in discord I'm like all right hold on pause you know and I'll sit there and because I just love discussing with you guys and the same on twitter uh there'll be you know messages on twitter and comments on twitter and just to me I just I love the community that we have I love just talking to people and and talking about games to me that's my favorite part of doing all of this so I thank you to everybody who does you know talk because it's awesome
0: absolutely Greg anything else uh before we wrap up
1: Nope, I
2: don't think so was eager to get back into hopefully hitting that backlog sometime soon and maybe trying to stream at some point I don't know <laughs> nice nice.
0: Well, yeah, uh, definitely uh, continue to check out our our social media and our discord and um, continue to spread the word about this podcast uh, and our community here. Um, Love that it's growing. Love that uh, we can keep these conversations going. Um, But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being here for episode 210. Uh, We'll be back next week. But until then, happy gaming, everybody.